Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cara, acne can be tough. Whether your kid is just starting to get breakouts or has been struggling with them for years, there's a great product that can help. Phyla is the ultimate game changer. It tackles acne right at its root cause, rebalancing the skin's bacteria and packing it with probiotic phages. Phyla harnesses the superpowers of probiotics, tiny warriors targeting and wiping out the acne-causing bacteria. In studies, Phyla slashed acne-causing bacteria by a whopping 90%. Phyla doesn't just fix acne you can see. It stops new breakouts in their tracks. It has no harsh chemicals and won't irritate or dry most skin. Phyla's three-step system is like a dermatologist-approved magic potion. Cleanse, apply serum, and moisturize twice a day. As a special treat for our listeners, you can grab 25% off your first order of Phyla. Head over to phylabiotics.com, enter code PUBERTY at checkout, and kickstart your family's journey to acne-free skin. Check out the link in our show notes for quick access. Hi, I'm Cara Natterson. And I'm Vanessa Cole bennett Each week, we dive into the what and how of raising kids through puberty, that roller coaster of physical and emotional shifts for kids and parents alike. Combining reliable science and relatable parenting strategies, we will all learn about, laugh about, and yes, maybe even cry about adolescence, ours and theirs. Hi, hi Cara. <laughs> There's mad energy today. Or should I say, hi, Cara and your little friend. I am currently eating a Trader Joe's mini cone, which is a complete obsession in my house. And I will say my dream come true because as Vanessa knows, I like ice cream out of mini cups. And now Trader Joe's has mini cones which we swear by. Vanessa's shaking her head like Car, I've never crazy. seen Cara as happy as I do right now. We've like written entire books. We've done like incredible programs. We've educated hundreds and thousands of families. And she's so happy because she's eating a teeny tiny ice cream cone. You know what the best part is? At the very bottom where the point is on the cone, there's chocolate. They fill it with chocolate. Of course they do. It's just like for a, people like it's you. Prize. It's, it's a prize. <laughs> it's okay, a prize. It's a tiny present. I'm going to just buy, I'm just going to send you for your birthday. I'm just going to send you a case of Trader Joe's tiny ice cream cones because I've never seen you. So who needs diamonds when you can have tiny ice cream cones? So Kari, you have a bee in your bonnet and you are fired up, not only because of your buzzing. tiny ice cream cone. Can you tell our listeners why you are just at a 12 and not because there's chocolate in your mouth? Okay. I'm going to tell this the Vanessa style. You ready? Yes. You know, you know how this is going to go. 
one of us might have a kid. (laughs) One of us might have a kid who really cares about his external presentation in the world, which makes me very happy. He takes time to wash his face and get his hair organized in whatever manner it needs to be organized. And he not only wears his clothes in a very specific way that he has thought through, but he'll actually sometimes change his clothes because it's not working for him. Like he really cares. And that, by the way, is a sign of actually good mental health. When people take care of how they look and they take pride in how they present themselves, that's actually a really good sign and a sign of self-expression, which we like. Which is fabulous. And I I give him a lot of positive reinforcement for it. And maybe we mock him just a little bit, but that's mostly because he believes in shoelaces for belts. And that is a style statement and not Mm. like that is a very, very intentional style statement. And it is his style statement. And one day he will look back and laugh at it as well. But right now we laugh and he does not. Anyways, (laughs) so he cares about how he presents himself to the world. He's also very diligent with his work. And he always has been, and he's a self-starter in that way. And I feel very lucky about that because frankly, that's, should. yeah, it's his temperament, <laughs> right? It's just, he came out that way, but he's a slob. Vanessa, he's a slob. <laughs> like it's a miracle that I have not broken a bone walking into his room. The minefield of shoes, backpack, everything is dumped from the time he was a baby. Everything is dumped all over the house. And so we do that thing and we have that dance where it's like, can you clean it up? Oh yeah, I'm going to do that. And his desk is piled high and there's no organization. And, you know, I've had my years where I've gone, you know, clean desk, clean mind. And he just doesn't <laughs> buy it. And does he just flip you the bird when you say that to him? Wait, sorry, Cara's taking a lick of her tiny ice cream. <laughs> I love my tiny ice cream. Like literally, I spend hours and hours and hours a week with Cara and I've never seen her so happy ever, ever. I'm just going to give her a little freezer on her desk so she can have her ice cream cones it while can, we do all It can be work. really little. That's how little the ice cream cones are. Okay. So anyways, so one of the threads that runs through the messiness argument is the paper organization thread. He shoves his papers into the front pocket of his notebook. Vanessa's holding her head I mean, in I, shame. I, I, like, I'm, you no, know this, I'm, right? I'm, feel, I'm feeling this, but I want you to finish before I vomit my feelings okay. all over this microphone. So for the 500th time today, unfortunately it was this morning, like two minutes before he was going to walk out the door. Great time. Just never great delivery, yeah. I walk into his room, say goodbye, have a great day at school. And he was throwing the last notebook in his backpack, throwing, let's just be clear, the last notebook in his backpack. And there are papers like coming out of the top and they're all scrunched and ripped at the top. And I said, what is this situation? And I pointed your to eye, the papers. Was your eye twitching at that point? <laughs> exactly. <where you're> like- <laughs> exactly. And he said, what situation? And I said, this situation, I pointed to the papers that were just, I mean, they looked like garbage had been shoved into his notebook. Oh, oh yes. I know exactly oh, right? what they look like. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And he said, oh, mom, you don't understand. These are my assignments I have to turn in today. I need them to be easily accessible. These are the assignments I took a crap on and then shoved <laughs> into my backpack so I can turn them in. 
<laughs> okay. So I say, I just want you to understand that these make you look like you don't care. Because when you spend time on the work, and I know you spend time on the work because I see you at night spending time on the work, and then you shove them in your notebook and you turn them in ripped and crumpled, it looks like you don't care. And he, I love my son so much. And he's so generous with the I love yous and the hugs and the kisses goodbye. And he looked at me and he said, okay. And he walked out the front door. Peace out, mama. Right? So I did what any good listener of the Puberty Podcast would do. I took the do-over. And about 15 minutes later, because that's how long it takes him to drive to school. And I don't like to even think about him being texted when he drives, even though he has his phone on do not disturb. I don't even want to send a text. And I texted him and I, I said, I'm sorry that my delivery wasn't great, but I got to tell you, you take a lot of pride in your physical appearance and that's great because it shows the world you care. I just think that by your age, I mean, by 17, I would have thought you would have understood that it also matters in the way you present your work. And I think I haven't really communicated that clearly. And I was trying to communicate that one more time. And no matter what, I love you very, very much. And the only text I got back was, I love you, which I took as, we're okay. We're okay. And also I am ignoring everything that came before the, I love you very, very much. Or maybe if you're a glasses half full kind of person, maybe it was that resonated. Yelling at me when I'm trying to walk out the door and this, that, and the other doesn't resonate you know, patronizing me, complaining, bitching and moaning, all of that doesn't work. But maybe this, Vanessa's laughing at me. Should we put money on whether, (laughs) should I text him right now and ask him whether your quote unquote apology, which wasn't actually an apology, it was just another opportunity to say what you want to say in a slightly different way. Okay. It was a reframe, Vanessa. It was a it was a reframe. I'm sorry. It was basically like an I'm sorry, but which is like basically not an apology. And Cara would respond, but she's just getting to the chocolate at the bottom of her tiny ice cream so she can't say anything. If you listen to enough of our episodes, you'll hear us preach the importance of air, particularly down there. Airing out body parts reduces sweatiness, stinkiness, and skin irritation. And it feels amazing to air it all out after a long day in tight, sweaty clothes. Which is why we created the Oom Short. Super soft, lightweight, with wide legs and a low crotch. All help air flow. Designed for all genders in all sizes, literally down to kids extra small and up to men's extra large. Everyone who wears them tells us they've never been so comfy. Get your shorts at myoomla.com. Okay. So I... It's so delicious. I might might have... That's like a lot. They've got a lot of chocolate in that tiny little cone at the bottom. Okay. So I might have... Vanessa... We literally have three minutes to eat lunch every day. I am not joking. 
And the challenge is how to make it delicious and healthy and still fit into that tiny window. Our answer is Factors Ready to Eat Meals. They have been a godsend. We throw our factor meals in the microwave. It takes two minutes and out comes a gorgeous, fresh, never frozen meal. We both love the tamale vegetarian one. It's delish. There's a ton of options every week. There's 60 add-ons, breakfast, snacks, beverages. I love doing the wellness shots with my kids. They think it's hilarious. And I know they're getting vitamins and minerals in their bodies. So get meals on your table or at your desk in two minutes or less. Factor meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning. You can customize with flexibility to get as much or as little as you need, and you can press pause or reschedule depending upon your lifestyle. So to order, go to factormeals.com slash puberty50 and use the code puberty50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That code is puberty50 at factormeals.com slash puberty50 to get 50% off your first box, 20% off your next box. And I am going to go do that right now because I need more factor meals in my refrigerator. Cara, lately I have been lying awake at night. I'm physically exhausted, but I can't sleep because my mind is so wired with everything going on between work and my family. So I've added magnesium breakthrough to my nightly routine and it actually helps calm my mind. It helps me get better sleep and I wake up feeling better rested. I'm less cranky and I'm more patient with my family and with you. Oh, I've noticed. And it's because unlike other magnesium supplements that might give one or two formulations of magnesium, magnesium breakthrough has seven. That's why you're sleeping so well and waking up refreshed. Now, dietary supplementation is always best, Vanessa. So that means eating your minerals and vitamins is the best way to get them in. But if you can't or you don't get enough, magnesium breakthrough is the way to go. It can also help digestion, though too much helps your digestion too much, which is not a good thing. It can support muscle recovery. So bye-bye, Charlie horses. And it helps build dense bones, which is especially important for women approaching and in menopause. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners. You can go to buyoptimizers.com slash puberty, B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com slash puberty. And you can use the code PUBERTY10 during checkout to save 10%. That promo code is PUBERTY10 at buyoptimizers.com slash puberty. Your body and brain and family and business partner will thank you. Cara, my kids love Magic Spoon cereal. And even though it's cereal, they actually love it as a homework snack. The variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. And fruity is the favorite flavor in my house. Now, this pack has zero grams of sugar, between 13 and 14 grams of protein, and between four and five grams of net carbs per serving. It's made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and it's high in protein, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So a great choice, Vanessa. You can go to magicspoon.com slash puberty to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our, you guessed it, promo code puberty at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident you're going to love their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. 
So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. They do not want you to send their cereal back to them. Try a bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash puberty and use the code puberty to save $5. Other children in another house. I might have children in my house who also might in be- In a land far, far in away. In a land far, far away in a- place called New York, (laughs) who are also total effing slobs. And the other night, it's actually very funny that you brought this up because the other night I was going into everybody's room to say goodnight. And in every bedroom, there were towels on the floor. And in my head, and I'm like, why the can't these kids hang up their towels? Like, what is so hard about that. I don't understand. It's like they sit through hours of school, then they play hours of sports, then they help clean up dinner, then they have wonderful conversations with their grandparents and their friends and they are functioning human beings, but they cannot hang up their towels and I do not understand why. What is it? I put up 18,000 towel hooks and towel bars in their bathrooms in the hope that they will somehow accidentally fall on one and hang up their towel. I put a three-hole bunch on my son's desk and the paper does not make it into three ring binders. So it's the same, same. The three-hole punch is buried under 18 (laughs) notebooks. So here's the thing. It comes back to the constant conversation, which is, are we asking them to do something that for whatever reason they are incapable of doing, or no, there's three, well, hold on, maybe there's three choices, or are they choosing not to do it, but while recognizing that they should be doing it, but they're making a choice, or number three, and I'll get to this in a second because I'm married to someone like this, they just don't see it. They don't see it as mess. They don't see it as a problem. They don't, recognize it. Can we just start with that one? Yeah. Let's just start with that one because what that is, is learned. I don't believe, and watching kids at every developmental stage, watching how children socialize and develop emotionally and relationally, I believe that that sort of not seeing is as learned as the behavior of seeing and acting. It is modeled, it is learned. And let me just say, it is the same, it is a version of, where's the butter? You know where the butter, right? I mean, You know where the butter is. But I saw the funniest meme, which was, if mom can't find it, it doesn't exist. (laughs) Like, because it's like, where is the thing right in front of my face? Uh Right, except I will say, because... I have been married for 22 years and for almost 22 years, I thought to myself, my husband is such a selfish asshole because he doesn't see this mess. I can't handle the mess. I hate the mess. He knows I hate the mess. He doesn't see it because it doesn't bother him. I cannot exist in a place with visual clutter. I can't think, I can't function, but he is very comfortable with clutter in his brain and clutter in his space. So I do think there is a temperamental aspect to it. For sure. And I think more than that, I might have another child who's an artist who will say, 
frequently what you call mess, I call my creative space. Yes. And the cleaner and tidier it is, the more stifling it feels. Yes. So I give them that. The thing is, Vanessa, that there are consequences to their behaviors. Leaving the towel on the ground upsets you. And the mental math equation that's going on is, what is the cost of upsetting my mom weighed against the inconvenience to me of hanging the towel up? And for some reason, in that particular math equation, you're on the losing end. And the same is true. You have a husband who doesn't see the mess. But I have to believe that because you are quite happily married, I witnessed with my own eyes when I was forced to eat <laughs> ice cream out of big bowls in your house. Oh, right? the tragedy. The ice tragedy. Cream big bowls. So he has figured out when something matters to you. Right. How to meet you where you need him to meet you. And my point with the papers today was it doesn't matter if it doesn't matter to you. It matters to someone else in the world. They're making these snap judgments about you. He's sloppy. He's lazy. He didn't put much effort into this. Whatever judgment that is being added to a crumpled paper that it doesn't deserve because actually none of those adjectives are true. And so if a person can learn how to gauge the consequences of their behavior and weigh what's the other piece of the impact, not just what matters to them, but what matters to the other people around them, they do better in the world, right? That's thoughtful. Right. But they're often not going to learn that lesson until they experience a consequence from the choice that they're making, right? And the consequence is not from, honestly, it's not from us usually. No, it's not from us. It's from the outside world. So until a teacher or a mentor says to him, hey, dude, your bag looks like a pile of garbage and I don't care what the quality of the work is. The way you're presenting it to me is unacceptable and you got to figure out how to make it better. But so far, apparently, no one has offered that up as an alternative in his academic life, I guess. And it is possible that I am so old school that I think the way a paper looks impacts the way it is graded or received, but maybe, maybe because so often that paper, they just scan it with their phone and upload it to a website. The tangible crumpliness, torn edges, sort of the chaos of that doesn't exist on a screen. I will say in contrast, talking about consequences, in my seventh grader science class, the teacher does a binder check. And if the binder is not in good shape, is not organized, if the papers are not three-hole punched and put into the binder, she will dock their grade, their semester grade. Yeah, my kid had a seventh grade teacher like that. And I was praising that teacher left, right, and center. And then the lessons, if not reinforced, sometimes get lost. I mean, right. you can, so, that, is, that is fabulous teaching for any well, teachers listening. For, <laughs> cer- for certain subjects, organization and neat work is critical in math, right. in science. Now, my child knew this and was not responding to that expectation in the beginning. And now he seems to slowly be responding, mostly because every night I say, are, 
are your papers in your science binder or are they shoved into your bag? I will say this generation spends so much of their life on a digital platform. And I think their relationship to hard copy paper things is different, which is not to say, and I don't know what the impact will be, but think about how much of their work is online, how much of their life is online, how much so many of them read their books, their pleasure books online, their gaming, everything. And so paper, it's like as almost so sometimes a foreign thing to them. That takes us back to shoes on the floor, right? So it's the lack of respect for one's space. And we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's the lack of respect for one's space that they don't care about. As you said, they don't see oftentimes. It doesn't bother them. But the people who are buying them those clothes or shoes that are thrown all over the floor, paying to keep a roof over their head, care about how the house is presented to the outside world, those people might care. And I do think that part of growing up, and this podcast is all about all of the facets of growing up and maturing, part of growing up is learning to anticipate the responses of the people around you and maybe even get a step ahead and try to, God forbid, impress them or do something that they will be grateful that you did, like pick up your shoes. So I will say that I think that comes sometimes with maturity. I mean, with my youngest on the weekends, he's not allowed to do any of the lovely stuff he does on the weekends, like play Xbox until he's cleaned up his room. Somehow, miraculously, he cleans it up and 24 hours later, it is a shithole all over again. And I'm like, how did you achieve this? There's somehow like a week's worth of clothing back on the floor, inside out. And I'm like, how did you even possibly do this? So sometimes you can incentivize them. I want to get constructive here because I don't want this entire NAWA to be a rant about our disrespectful children who we love very much. Sometimes you can incentivize them. Sometimes their maturity will lead them to acknowledge and recognize that someone else is asking them to do something they don't care about and isn't important to them. But out of respect for the other person, they will take the five minutes it takes to clean up and put their shoes away out of deference. And my older kids make fun of me on the one hand. And, you know, Bear does an amazing imitation of me walking through his room in disgust at the situation. But he will say, I know, I know, I'll do it. And most of the time he does clean up his room, not always. Sometimes it's shocking. But I think to be constructive one way, and I don't know, Cara, is this passive aggressive? If you say to a kid, it's my expectation that you will have a clean room at the start of the week. What is getting in the way of you having a clean room when you go to bed Sunday night? Is that passive aggressive? I wish I could remember that line when I'm feeling frustrated. I don't, I, I mean, maybe it is, but it sounds very, it sounds nicer than the way it tends to come out of my mouth, which is an attempt to shove down how I'm feeling until I can't silence myself anymore. And then I just (laughs) lose it. So I think that is a good way. I think another good way is to go back to the text 
that I sent today and to do a version of that, that listen, yes, this is about me and what I expect and what I like, but this is also about the world. And it's my job to help you position yourself in the world in such a way that you can be maximally successful and happy. So if you go into a cubicle and you've got your crap all over the place, that's not going to, you're going to seem like the very disorganized person, right? And I will tell a very quick story, which is when my oldest was a junior, he lost his fantasy football league and the quote unquote punishment was that he had to bleach his hair blonde. But I was not going to pay for a proper bleach job. So I paid for a one and done, which meant his hair was like canary yellow because he has very dark brown hair. And on top of that, he already had a mullet. So he had a canary yellow mullet. Yes. And it was one of his teachers had been on maternity leave and they came back and presented with this very large guy with a yellow mullet. And we said to him, you need to know that you are presenting as a certain kind of person in this class. This person doesn't know you. They don't know what a good soul you have and what a kind person you are and how hard you work. They're going to judge you by the hair on your head and what it says about you. And you need to be aware of that. How you present in the world, people will prejudge you and they will make assumptions about you. And the same thing With the messy backpack, the same thing, for instance, when my kid did his homework in green felt pen Mm -hmm. last week, that that was a win. That's a win. The the same thing with labels. When kids wear brand names, heavily advertised, that, you know, we like to say that adults don't judge, but it's only fair that we acknowledge our humanity. Adults judge. And if you're walking into a school situation and you're labeled up, it does invite, whether it's a good thing or not, a little bit of prejudgment. And so to bring awareness to kids, I'm not saying it's right that that happens, but it happens. And so how can we not educate kids? If we're going to tell them to brush their teeth and to use soap in the shower and to get you know, eight to 10 hours of sleep a night and da, 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 right? Should we not tell them about turning in homework that's neat and putting away their shoes and cleaning up their space and all the other tiny little things that I get it, it feels like nagging and it's not meant in that way. But these little incidentals add up to a world that does put a certain banner on who you are based upon how you present yourself and how you are physically in it. And maybe, Vanessa, we're moving to a time where all that judgment goes away, right? And wouldn't that be wonderful? But we're not there yet. And so it feels like it's part of this journey as our kids are individuating to tell them how their behavior and how their presentation and how leaving their towel on the ground when they're a guest in someone else's house, right? How those things may read. And the hope is when they're a guest in someone else's home that they will pick up their towel and not leave their stuff everywhere. And I do say that to my kids, you know, 
it's one thing to act like this here. It's another thing when you're staying in someone else's. Or if you're staying in a hotel room and you leave your hotel room in a disgusting way with stuff everywhere, it's really disrespectful to the people whose job it is to clean the hotel room. I'm just going to play a tiny bit of devil's advocate and then we're going to close, which is if this is how they choose to push back on us and choose to rebel against our expectations and requirements, I'll take it. Yeah, that's not devil's advocate. That is a great place to land. I guess I, I'm not good at playing devil's <laughs> No, it is perfect. It is, but it's it's the right place to land. It is. If this is what rebellion looks like, Okay. And they are going to rebel and they're going to find some way to rebel. So maybe if we're annoying enough about their rooms, they'll rebel about that and not about higher stakes stuff. Even though, Cara, it feels high stakes to us and it gets us it gets us going. I think it's a good thing to remember, or at least that's what my husband tells me. <laughs> you know what I love about the Trader Joe's mini cones? <laughs> uh, I'm going to end so the episode with this. They're so neat and tidy. They are. First of all, they're so little that... Oh my God, if only you could see husband, her face. She's so happy. My husband and my son eat them in two bites. So there's no really no mess. And second of all, they have no paper wrapping that will simply be crumpled up and left on a counter. And they feel like that's the right place The answer to, to say. all problems are tiny Trader Joe's. What are they actually called, Cara? Trader Joe mini cones. Because it's like bare bones marketing. Why do you need anything more exciting than that? My favorite thing are dark chocolate peanut butter cups, the little mini ones that they sell in a tub. Those are my favorites. Those are good. But not as good. So if you're feeling out of control and life is feeling stressful, just remember, go to Trader Joe's and get yourself a box of mini cones and you'll feel so much better. Bye, Vanessa. Bye, Cara. Thanks so much for listening. You can follow us anywhere you get your podcasts or check out our Instagram at The Puberty Podcast. If you have questions or stories to share, email us at thepubertypodcast at gmail.com. And for more puberty info, check out myoomla.com or dynamogirl.com. Bye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.